0: Or if it's problems in terms of conversations with UEFA, with the two clubs, I don't know. But it's in the benefit of everyone, but maybe Luton, to get this game arranged. The fantasy football show. Hello everybody, my name's James, and for the benefit of those listening back to the audio, you're listening to ask James, my regular YouTube live stream, where I welcome questions from the YouTube community on anything football related. At timestamp, this is just coming up to 10 past 11 on Thursday, February the 1st. Ordinarily, these streams would be on a Friday, but tomorrow, obviously, me and Serge are going to do the Game Week 22 game week review. And as I'm at Goodison Park on Saturday, and there's no deadline stream, therefore, this is the opportunity to ask me questions about Game Week 23. And beyond, and I can see the first question, which gets us right into the, the thick of it. Tom Glover says, hi mate, if the Liverpool double game week doesn't happen in 25, then where else do you see it going? So those of you who've been perhaps following my tweets this morning on uh, Twitter slash X will know that I think uh, the concern is, He's beginning to rage. And I must say, from my own personal perspective, from an FPL standpoint, I couldn't care less whether it goes in game week 25 or not. It doesn't make a huge amount of difference to me. I've only got I've only got Trent, right? So uh it doesn't particularly favor me necessarily that it goes into 25, might make it more awkward to get other Liverpool assets if it doesn't. You can spin that narrative either way. But as has been discussed this morning the Premier League are potentially in danger of making uh, a a massive, massive error by not arranging this fixture. Um, In the short of it, basically, if they don't arrange the Luton fixture for game week 25, then it can only go into one of 34 or 37 if Liverpool continue to progress in the two cup competitions. If they continue to progress in the two cup competitions, it is almost certainly going to land as a treble game week in treble game week 37. And uh, now before you get excited about treble game week possibilities, let me tell you that Liverpool's schedule under that situation would be a Thursday Europa League semi-final, uh, Sunday in the Premier League, Tuesday in the Premier League, Thursday in the Premier League, Sunday game week 38, Wednesday Europa League final, Saturday FA Cup final. And that is why... They have to arrange this game of football. The fact that we've now passed the window where game week 25 midweek and where the game should be played, which is on the Wednesday night in game week 26, has to be the Wednesday because Luton is scheduled on the Sunday and the Saturday in that midweek, uh, unless they move Luton's fixture in game week um, afterwards into the Sunday. In fact, that doesn't even matter, does it now? Because, I mean, the game could be played on the Thursday, couldn't it? Of course. Yeah, because obviously Luton don't play in 26 now. So it could be the Wednesday or the or the Thursday night in 25. Obviously, Thursday means it's only three days before the Carabao Cup final. And there is a possibility that there's a lot of posturing where UEFA Ure- could be going to the Premier League. Look, you're not having it on the Wednesday night, the same night as Arsenal play Porto in the Champions League. That could, that could be part of it. Whereas there's no English teams playing on the Thursday in Europa. It could be that Liverpool might be kicking up the fuss and saying, well, we don't want to play three days for a Europa final. It could be that there's a little bit of that. It can't be on the Tuesday, which would be the ideal, which is where City are playing Brentford. That's because Luton play on the Sunday in game week 25. Essentially, they've got to arrange the game. And certainly from a Liverpool perspective, if they're being, well, we don't want to play three days for a cup final, that's going to be better for them than the potential headache if they're trying to win three trophies at the end of the season to have that scheduled up, potentially detailed, which would be something like Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, and potentially every game being crucial. Now, under that treble game week circumstance, I don't even know if Alison would play three times, right? So before we get excited about treble game week possibilities, that could potentially be quite a bit of a... Most of the good players would certainly play twice. It'd be a headache. Imagine they only played the Tuesday game, for example. So the Premier League have got to arrange this game. Aev have suggested one alternative if the Premier League realised their boo-boo in time, which is a manipulation of game week 30 to 32, where again, the, the problem would be bad, but not as bad as Liverpool having to play two games in five days. And under that example, you would have to play Chef, uh, Brighton on the Saturday in game week 30, Sheffield United on the Tuesday in game week 31, the rearranged Luton game on the Friday, which would presumably become the start of game week 32, and then Manchester United on the Monday. The reason the Luton first rather than Manchester United is I don't think the police, considering they want to shut down games in Manchester from happening at all by the sounds of things, the fact that they keep saying that United and City can't play high-profile games later than 3.30 on a Sunday, are not going to want United to play Liverpool on a Friday night. Monday night happened last year. might be okay. Friday night, No then Liverpool would play their Europa League quarterfinal first leg on the Thursday. So you'd have Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, Monday, Thursday, at least under that circumstance, the space in this three days. If the Premier League can't see what the problem is now and the necessity to arrange this and game again game with 25, they ain't going to see that as a possible solution. Also, TV companies could immediately kill that. For example, if Sky have the rights to Manchester United versus Liverpool, which they're highly likely to do, every chance they're going to go, yep, Sunday and that would kill that as a proposition before the, the chance would come to maybe even a potentially arrange that sort of schedule. Um, so it's a mess. Now, look, realistically, are Liverpool likely to get to the FA Cup final and Europa League final? Do you know what? Probably not, right? There's a lot of games to win, right? Liverpool would have to win three games and in both competitions. But, They'll be in the top two in the betting for both competitions at the moment. So in terms of probability, if you looked at each competition as a standalone, subject to a draw, obviously. Basically, if Liverpool didn't draw Manchester City, they'll be favoured to get in through to the FA Cup final. In Europa League, they'll be favourites whoever they play, even if they got by Leverkusen, they'll be favourites. So the Premier League's got to foresee this problem. And most of us thought that they would foresee the problem and arrange the game because of what happened with Manchester United last year. United were in the exact same situation where they had um, the Carabao Cup final, still in the FA Cup, still in the Europa League. And actually it didn't become a problem because Manchester United lost to Sevilla in Europa League quarterfinals. But remember, they did get to the FA Cup final and they could see the problem and at two weeks notice, They provisionally announced United to play Leeds in the the midweek that was penciled in for the FA Cup fourth round replays. You might remember we only had 10 days where we knew factually that the, well, I say 10 days, probably, yeah, it probably was about 10 days where we factually knew with certainty that that fixture was going to go ahead. Now, does it mean that they could arrange Liverpool and Luton next week and give the two sets of fans two weeks notice? Yes, it is a possibility, but it's also dumb like, what are you waiting for? Everyone in the FPL community can see there must be someone banging their head at the Premier League right now going, do you think this Liverpool could be a bit of a problem further down the line? Because we all know it. We all know that this is a massive problem. And therefore, realistically, they've got to arrange the game in game at 25. However, as said, now that we're inside the three-week window, basically, of when the game should take place, unless they go for the Thursday night, then we're really tight now. We knew that it couldn't be arranged before this weekend gone because of potential involvement in the FA Cup. Say Liverpool lost to Norwich on Sunday, then obviously this wouldn't be an issue. So they had to wait till after the weekend. I get that. The Carabao Cup final has been known now for, well, since what, over a week. It's not fair on the supporters of the two clubs, particularly for Luton fans. It's a long journey. Um to leave this any longer the Premier League had provisionally promised where possible they would arrange games at four weeks notice as a minimum other than the very late games in May get on with it it's three weeks with each passing hour the probability of Liverpool and Luton playing each other in game with 25 is getting less and less and less there is nowhere else for it to go if Liverpool progress in the cup competitions if there was a treble game week, it's definitely game week 37 rather than game week 34. And that's presumably because if Liverpool still are in the Cups, they could be sitting there thinking, well, if Liverpool do lose in Europa League quarterfinals, then they can use 36, for example. Um, and they they'd have therefore they'd have to leave 37 open. So if you imagine they arranged Liverpool for two games in 34 to go Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then Liverpool went out in Europa League quarterfinals, then that would be silly because 35 36 would be available. We've got to get on with it. Whatever it is that's holding it back, whether it's foresight, which I don't believe, because like I said, the Manchester United example last year where they did use foresight and get stuff in at very short notice, or if it's problems in terms of conversations with UEFA, with the two clubs, I don't know. But it's in the benefit of everyone, but maybe Luton, to get this game arranged um, and we've got to do it, basically. There isn't anywhere else in the near future. So it's another reason why look could it still be announced next week yeah it couldn't we couldn't go to zero percent for example if it doesn't get arranged this week it's a good way to roll the information you're going to get next week in terms of the villa chelsea game is very important in terms of knowing fixtures for game week 29 um if you if you're in a luxury position like I probably am going to be, and it's easy for me to say, I admit that then rolling this week is going to be really good because if we haven't got the Liverpool information to get that information, then also the Villa Chelsea information in terms of which games on in 29, that's really handy. Then going into 24 with two threes. Um, and it might be suddenly we've got excess stuff. If the Liverpool looting game doesn't happen, right. Or people suddenly well, I've got to sell my Liverpool players, but you won't be saying your Liverpool players in 24 with Burnley at home, maybe 25, Twenty six subject to value going to be, uh, well, it's going to be uh, dependent in terms of what you want to do with it afterwards. I think maybe even ironically, if Liverpool went out of the cup. Honestly, if the Premier League don't announce this game for game at twenty five, they're going to be sitting there in a couple of weeks praying that Liverpool go out one these cup competitions. Uh, Sage says, "Hey James, thanks for your content. Would you get in Holland the next game week? Who would you replace the cells with? Keeping twenty six and twenty nine in mind." Again, with Lascelles, I think, like, can you come back to the problem on that? I can't see the rest of your team and your players, but some information on Villa-Chelsea is probably going to be quite important. For example, if you have Augusto to go with that, you might deem why well, they're not playing 29. That's a, an easier one to cut than, than something else going forward. Um, so I wouldn't rush that decision. Lascelles clearly isn't going to be first choice going forward, but I would probably, if you can afford to, try and get through this week, information should be more important. Um, we keeping twenty six and twenty nine in mind. It's, this is p- at the point of waiting. That little bit extra Villa, Villa Chelsea information could be quite important. You go well, it's every concert then, for example. You might not feel like it now, but it might do next week, for example. Um, on getting Holland in, this is going to come down to gut feeling, which I was stressing a lot on my my deadline stream. We'll talk about it more tomorrow, but essentially, I would bought him in an hour before deadline. Uh, and then there was murmurs at 20-6. to six. I mean, Lazy FPL had said they believed, and that was the quote used, that he wasn't going to be in the team. I, at that point, still sat with Hall and captain. Then Tony FPL tweeted as well and went, KDB's going to be a better captaincy choice. So then to have two reliable FPL sources coming out and saying that he's, it he's, he's doesn't look like he's starting. I, I obviously moved to captaincy. And obviously, if I'd have waited longer which to be honest you, I couldn't be bothered to do because I didn't think that information was going to come in that hour, then I wouldn't have bought Haaland myself. I am in the, the advantageous position, I guess, that he's there, but it also may look like perhaps he doesn't start on Monday. I just wonder, uh, I didn't watch the game last night because obviously I was at Tottenham, but if Alvarez hadn't scored, would the narrative this morning be will Haaland be back in on Monday? I suspect it probably would be. So, again, look, Pep actually, for all the criticisms he gets, was quite useful in his press comments in terms of what he said. Um, and largely he is, despite the rep he gets. it's Yeah, he changes the team, but actually his rep in press conferences, I think he's pretty fine, actually. Um, and he might give us more stuff on, on Friday, presuming they have a Friday press conference, because obviously they're playing Monday, which is an unusual one for City. But I imagine he will have a press conference on Friday and, and we'll... We'll learn more from that. we we'll get a bit more training info. But I, I don't imagine with a Saturday morning deadline, surely no one can know what the team's going to be on Saturday morning for Monday night. So we're going to all have to use a little bit of our own intuitive belief and, and gut feeling. So it might be that I'd look at something else for captaincy, possibly. Um, again, I repeat what I was saying on my stream in the week was, and at the time thinking that he would probably play, but I only had about 60% confidence in it. And that's probably kind of how I feel about Monday as well is if it's not this week, it's the week after, but for many of you, it's a good week to roll. So I think what it might come down to is like, who are you selling? Right? So if you've got the money in the bank to go from Jao Pedro to Haaland, and it looks like as it stands, and we don't have the factual info, but if Jao Pedro is going to be out, you might as well get him in. If that's, if that was your plan, if you're, moving from, say, Solanke to Holland, like I did this last week gone and Solanke's got Forrest at home, then, yeah, it's, it's probably a, an extra week, isn't it? So I think you're probably going to be a little bit defined by who you're selling as part of that. Thomas Powell says, Hey, James, who would be your top three British players of all time? Uh, and is it weird that two of them played for Spurs? Wow. Um, this is tough because... A lot of it's relying on people older than me to because I think, you know, you'd probably have to say Bobby so Bobby Charlton is the greatest English player of all time. My dad would tell you that two best other British footballers of all time were Jimmy Greaves and George Best. They're all in the 60s. So I can't comment on that, but that's an influence that's been passed down to me all through my life that that nothing's really come close to those guys since. I think Thomas is referring to certainly Gareth Bell, maybe being one of them. And I think Gareth will probably go down as the greatest Welsh player. To call him in the top three British players of all time, I, I don't know, I don't know. It's really tough. I mean, if you if you went on my era, then yeah, Gareth would probably go in there. Um, and then you're arguably talking about the likes of, in this modern era, Gascoins. Rooney's at peak. Tough. And that's why I think we lean on that. I lean on probably on that older stuff. So I think the right answer for me to give is probably Greaves, Best and Charlton. I also recognise that's a cop-out. Thomas says, also, if you were the manager of a Premier League side, who would you choose from former players to be your backroom staff? Um, I, I tempted not to say players are already in management because it's a, a little bit of a cop-out, isn't it? Former, uh, former players, yeah, but most of them will have already gone into coaching and stuff, won't they? Um, oh, can I just pick some mates like Ryan Mason, Lenny King, um, a few other Tottenham ones? Can I can have some Tottenham people on board? But I feel like most former players have already gone into coaching and don't really want to just necessarily... Go down that route. I mean, I could say Arteta, couldn't I? But who wants to put up with that every day? You wouldn't want him as your backroom staff. He's too jippy, isn't he? So, jippy? Is that even a word, jippy? Too trappy. That's what I mean. Um, Tough, that. I feel like I'm on the spot, Thomas. I'm going to skip. Nicolai Sutney says, "Uh, Morning, James. Feeling sore this morning. Captain Nunes last night. Put me through the ring. I'm sure you will get a million questions on hornish Should we wait another week? So I've covered that bit. Just on Nunes, I got on the train, obviously, coming out of Tottenham, and the first tweet I saw was that Nunes had hit the woodwork four times, and I did just have a little laugh to myself. He's hit the woodwork in all competitions now 12 times this season. No other Premier League player has done him more than four times. So he's hit the woodwork across all competitions three times more than any other Premier League player this season. That's madness. Atul Balaji says, is there any concern about Trent as an FPL pick? Well, look, I think that's one you're not going to go and buy this week. I would be majorly, majorly surprised if he didn't start Arsenal on Sunday, despite Connor Bradley's obviously excellent performance at right back last night. Very different players, right? I haven't seen a huge amount of Bradley, but you wouldn't ask him to go into midfield areas. Now, Joe Gomez can do it from the left, but he's not hes not quite the same. And I imagine Liverpool will want to do that against Arsenal. What I would say is, now I don't think there's a concern, I've got Trent and I'm i am not worried about it. But later in the season, if Liverpool's schedule is heavy, Liverpool now have the ability to know this lad is good and in terms of Conor Bradley, and they can rely on him, right? And that would make you a little bit more nervous for things like doubles and rotation later in the season where you'd go to drop off his massive. Bradley is not Trent. He's a different player. But could Liverpool use him as an option? They absolutely now know that they can. So perhaps a longer term later in the season concern. At the moment, no, not a massive concern. If the double happens, you know, could Bradley play one of Brentford or Luton? Yeah, sure, but I'd still, I'd still want Trent for the other one, right? Because of what he is. So no, no huge concern at this minute. Certainly wouldn't be a a certainty if a double happened to play twice anymore. Lee Sherwood says Archer to Holland this week means bench Bowen, Palmer, Saka or Solanke. Which one do you reckon? Palmer, Palmer, Saka, Solanke. Gosh, I don't, I don't think you can bench Palmer or Solanke with those. To we can make a case for Palmer, but I, I wouldn't want to at home to Wolves. So he's probably bowing just off fixture. I think Saka in a home game would be more reluctant. If it was a way, I'd say, yeah, Saka. But I, I I think, yeah, because of that, he's probably bowing away to Manchester United. I've got a similar headache, by the way, Lee. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's might be that bench Holland. It might even be where I go. I don't think I'll do that. He's probably most likely bowing for me. I've got all of those players, Lee. Uh, Nicola says, "Finally, when would you say cut off is for game at twenty six? Liverpool double announcement It's twenty five. Just for clarity, in terms of, I mean, look, if we're sitting here this time next week, and it's two weeks, then that's that's zero percent, I think. But I don't think it's beyond them because of how short notice United Leeds was last year. I don't think it's it's beyond reason that there's enough noise." And the FPL community started picking up on this enough that Liverpool fans will pick up on it and then maybe it spirals a little bit um where they go oh shit we'd not realized that problem surely they see it surely anyway uh, you might have different people in, in charge of fixtures this season who knows right it might have changed their organizer I have no idea um surely they can see it but yeah if we're sitting here this time next week and it's within two weeks I think we've got to say zero percent and then the night the night before is Villa Chelsea, so you've got your information then I think this time next next Thursday this week, you'd have to say inside two weeks, maybe the Friday just in case it was a it was a Thursday night arrangement, but you shouldn't be leaving it that late. There's no reason to realistically, honestly and and this is what I think will be dawning on our minds now going I'm not sure about this anymore, is it should have been announced on Monday, really, latest. I said on Monday's podcast timestamp, it's 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever it is, because I knew that by the time we released the podcast, it was every chance the game would be announced. This should be done and in the calendar. Uh, Lee says, any news on Colwell and Taylor injury, as I want to sell one in game week 24? So, uh, Levi Colwell missed out last night with a minor tendon problem, so he could come back into contention for Sunday, possibly against Wolves. Charlie Taylor, there's no information on. Other than when I did the deadline stream for game week twenty one, I can't remember exactly what it um what it was, but someone said it was an someone came in the chat and I don't know who it was, but he came across as quite legit. He wasn't trying to stir trouble or anything and said that Charlie Taylor was going to be out for a couple of months and he had I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was a neck injury. Is what he'd said. there's no info going around. What did he say? Sprained neck or something. I, I can't remember exactly what the terminology was, but he'd said it was a neck injury, and he was likely to be out for about two months. That's all I've got. That information hasn't gone around from anyone else anywhere, as far as I'm aware. So... The reality is that how much of Charlie Taylor do you want anyway, mate? Like how much useful use is it to you? Okay, I, I get it. You'd be looking at twenty six and going, "Oh, Palace away, I can play him." Twenty eight, maybe. You now it's West Ham away. Twenty nine, he's got the fixture. Yeah, she fancy them for a clean sheet in any of them. No, I think I'd probably cut that one first, to be honest, mate. Uh, Colin Johnson says, "Morning, James. Thanks for your fabulous content, mate. Cheers, Colin. Appreciate that, mate. Smash a like, it sub for the people in live now." Uh, Harry Scott says, Hi, James. Just into top 600 in Sky with 28 transfers left. First season playing. What do you think is a realistic target? Thanks for the pods. Love the content. Uh, realistic from there. Uh, I think top 100. I think so. It's great achievement first season. You're doing really, really well. Remember that ranks don't mean nothing in Sky in the sense that they don't keep your history or anything. So remember to go for it. Uh, and risk finishing a thousandth rather than not trying to do the very very best that you can at some stage um but yeah top 100s achievable i'm i've dropped out of the top 400 after last night I think i'm at 416th and i might have one less transfer than you maybe i mean, top 100 is probably a realistic target i would say i don't think i can win it at this well i don't Okay, let me put that out. Could I still? Yeah, but things need to go my I need to have enough added IOs like Tuesday night, miracle returns, right? Um, to push me up the rankings. And I don't think that's likely enough. Uh I don't think I take enough risk and probably don't want to drop out the top thousand this early and know that the game's up because I'll I'll get disinterested at that stage if that happens i think and i don't want to be disinterested from a content perspective i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, David Fawn says, thanks for the content as always, James. If you had to put predict the city lineup for Brentford, who do you reckon starts? Excuse me. Sorry. Um, Edison. I mean, wow. Now that they're all fit, here's what I would say. Um, You'll probably pick a tall lineup. So, like, I don't think Rico Lewis would play again. Like, I imagine Nicole Walker will come back in the team or he'll play. Stones up right back and bring Ruben Diaz back into the team for example I think you'll pick a tall team that doesn't mean your Alvarez and your Foden's can't play but it is something to factor back in again for Holland in terms of going back and defending set pieces yeah honestly yeah, that, that I think is a minor factor that people would maybe be overlooking at the moment it's not to say Haaland plays but I think he'll just pick a taller team because Brentford, Brentford win any free kick within 60-70 yards it's going direct I've seen that myself last night. And if we get any throwing within about 30 yards, it's getting thrown into the box. So there will be a thought process towards that. Man, with everybody fit, I've obviously seen not a lot of the game last night. I heard even Matias Nunes played really well. That's a name we would have just like forgotten. I really, really, the more players they have got fit, the more difficult and awkward it is, right? You would think that it's five days from Burnley. It's with respect to Burnley, it's a more difficult fixture. And then it's five days till they play Everton. Then it tightens a bit. You would think he would play close to what your strongest team is. But Pep doesn't think, ah, oh, that's the best man City 11. He'll pick the best man City 11 for the game. Um, and who plays in the attacking positions, I think, will have a lot of relevance based on, if I can call them, the defensive six. Because what I mean by that is, you know, Rodri plus one, whether that's, uh, you know, Kovacic, Bernardo Silva, or even Nunes like last night, or and who plays in the framework of the back four. Because one of those six more defensive players needs to be able to get in a position where they become part of City's attacking line of five. And it's what's picked defensively will have a bearing on the front five. So give you an example. When I saw the City team last night, I knew that I should have captained Watkins rather than Fodham. Because those were the two that right at the end I was I was deliberating. As soon as I saw the team, I knew that I'd made a mistake. And I probably should have read more into the Carl Walker stuff, but I thought he was probably just going to play John Stones there. And John Stones might have played the role similarly to how Carl Walker's been playing it recently. As soon as I saw it was Rico Lewis, I knew he was right back. I knew he was moving into midfield. I knew that, that Nunez was playing with Rodri and he was going to join that five, which meant the two wide players were going to say stay really wide in Doku and Foden. Um, that's off-putting for Foden on Monday if that was to happen again. And you'd have to say the chance of Foden playing in that 10 role now that you've got De Bruyne back available, plus what's to say that Alvarez and Haaland won't just play together and Alvarez drops off deeper, right? there's a number of things they can do they can also play Oscar Bob in that sort of role yeah it's yeah shit predicting City is going to be getting difficult and in terms of you know 25 and getting a player that's going to play twice good luck generally my take um we should probably take clues I think from maybe what City do defensively on Monday in reference to their game with Brentford in 25 but because the games are close together Pep might decide to do something completely different. It's the honest truth. Uh, Andre Galea says, hi, James. Did you see the uh, Enesunel interest from Bournemouth? Could this mean that Solanke might become in Spurs? Would they simply want more depth? Um, I don't know a lot about the player that you mentioning, Andre, so I'm not going to bullshit you on that. Um, But it sounds like you know that he's a forward. So, yeah, depth, why not? Ask yourself this. If Solanke got injured, who plays up front for Bournemouth? Is it key more? I mean, it's a drop-off, isn't it? All right. So, yeah, po- possibly is more depth. Dominic Solanke, I'm nearly certain, will not be leaving Bournemouth today unless someone came up with an astronomical amount of money, certainly more than what a few newspapers were reporting yesterday morning, i.e. 50 million. Bournemouth ain't selling at the moment for 50 million. Uh, MRCX says, hi, James. Who are your top three favourite Spurs players ever? Ledley. Harry's got to be one. I think Harry Kane. Oof. I think Gareth, really. Yeah, was just phenomenal, wasn't he? I feel it was cold putting someone like not like Modrish on there. Mind you, I mean, I, I, Musa Dembele is close to that as well. He really is. And then you think back more, you know, people like Gascoigne, Klinsman, Berbatov, Teddy, Jermaine, Robbie, Ms. Narrow it down the phrase So tough. Ledley has to be on there. I think Harry Kane has to be on there. I think Gareth. I think Gareth Bell. Uh Sorry for my use of first name terms there, but I think you all know the players I was referencing. Uh, Dario says, Yo, yo, James, my man. Hello, Dario. Uh, Smooth Bagel says, Did you go to the game yesterday? Come you spares Spurs? My friend, you're talking about playing at home game. I will be there. No matter what. Um, unless I'm, basically i don't miss games not at home anyway i'm going back a long time most of you won't have been alive the last t- time i missed the tottenham home game <laughs> tiffy ferreira says holland's price rise was horrendous and fpl towers are corrupt okay just a point on that um look i don't know how the algorithms work and I think the guys who do the prediction models do great work and do their best to try and assist us that's always how I take it right they do their best to try and give us a hypothesis of what might happen and what might not with Haaland you're talking about a case of a player here that we've never had before and, and from the little I have learned let me say this how many players have we had going to an FPL season with an ownership of what was he 85% or something in game week one. And I've used this a few times. I used to spend Botman reference a couple of weeks ago where he was getting sold on mass and his price wasn't dropping down. Um, and obviously it's not taken a lot of buyers to buy hauling back. And maybe this is that he's like, Oh, right. We've got this price wrong at the start of the season. His ownership's so big. It's not going to take the volume of transfers for him as it takes for other people to push him up in price. Listen. Everybody references back the old the old brilliant skit that the, the guys on FML FPL did, right? Like, watch it. I know above average, above average FPL um Adam shared it again the other day, right? It's brilliant. We've got this game that's meant to be easy to understand, and yet we've got this kind of secretive transfer algorithm that nobody can quite explain or understand. Um so it is what it is. None of us know for sure, right? Uh Mad Shook says, Thanks for everything, James. Opinions on Bailey. He was outstanding when he came on on Tuesday night. Honestly, they were 3-0 down, being pretty ineffective. He came on and briefly you thought they might still get something out of this. He was electric when he came on. And I did note that Unai Emery said he's going to be another one. that's going to be a major problem, because I might have to bench him this week. Unai Emery said he had a minor back complaint and that's why he didn't start, basically. So... We might get a bit more update on that on Friday. He was terrific. when He certainly didn't look injured to me. He completely re-energised that Villa team. Um, I've obviously been keeping a watch for eye on him. I've, I've owned him for, what, sort of circa six weeks or so now, I think. And he's done all right. I mean, so nearly two assists in the game as well, walking so fractionally offside for the second. Um, He's really, really playing well at the moment. I think, we know that he's liable to potentially break down. A fixtures coming up is good. Villa's next five is great. It could be next seven's great. Could even be next eight is great. And then wildcard thirty one when they go to City. If you want to stock up on a few, um, he's a risky player to invest in. Though um, I've taken that risk. Mad Shook, that's what I've done. JP says, do you remember when I suggested Bradley for Sky? Who do you think starts right back versus Arsenal? Trent, mate, it's the same answer. And if you'd ask me the same question again, even though I know what you did yesterday, you'd have got the same answer, mate. David Fawn says, tempted by any Newcastle assets, would you prefer to invest in Gordon or a cheap defender of theirs? So uh, I think Botman is kind of a steady stands out. If something happened to or trips, then I think Liveramento would be really attractive. Trippy is a difficult one to get for people that don't own at the moment. If you factor in, well, oh, might want to get money for Salah back, becomes awkward. So I think Botman. Um, majority of the, the fixtures coming up are good, bar sort of the trip to Arsenal in 26, which admittedly is one that's a real downside of it because you'll want your player probably because of others blanking to play in 26 and Arsenal away obviously looks horrible. So, yeah, Gordon's still the standout, and subject to fitness concerns of perhaps Isaac. Remember, went off in the first half. Callum Wilson, we thought might be back for this weekend. Gordon could even play through the middle, and I, you know, I don't think that's particularly terrible for him. Um, for some people, it's not better, and I'm not sure that it would be better for him. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't concern me. So, yeah, I think Anthony Gordon will people be, be taking another look going into this weekend, possibly. Yeah. Um. MRCX, is best FPL midfielder below 6.5 million. Uh, well, it's probably still Palmer, isn't it? But uh, it's, it's relevant to your blank, except if you don't own, I don't think you buy at this stage. So I think Gordon becomes attractive again. He must be under that price, surely. I think it's still between those two. Bailey, despite what I've said, he's punted. We'll add though, someone asked me on my deadline stream about midfielders under 4.8 and I came up with the name of Tommy Doyle and when I finished the stream I was like, why didn't I mention James McAtee and then he went and bloody scored later that night as well. So if you're looking for a real, real enabling one, I I don't think that's a terrible one to look at, James McAtee. Uh, Heather says, Morning, James. Thoughts on a Bernardo benching? Is he a hold going forward now with Haul and back and rotation? Yes, sir. I think so at the moment. You, I think you'd be disappointed if he was back in the team Monday and you sold. If he's not back in the team on Monday, then we'd have to look at it and go, okay, maybe there's a decision to be made. But I think the more sensible play at the moment would be, yes, yeah, sit, sit with that. Thomas Morris says, Hi, James. Don't have a player uh, today. I, it says Tony's on Sky. I presume it's meant to be today. Who would you be looking to bring in currently? Have Saka Saliba, Gross, Pedro. So I won't go into detail too much and bore the FPL listeners because we covered it quite a bit on Sky's pod yesterday. Um, I think Bowen, mate. I'll just go and get Jared Bowen tonight. Uh, Heather says, what are your thoughts on Madison? I'll talk about it more tomorrow, but him and Benson Core, which is strange because they don't play anywhere near each other, kept getting on each other's toes in the build-up, I think, in the first half yesterday. Um, I don't think it was any intention for him to play as long as he did. Ange did say that obviously he came off late on and it was it was cramp and it certainly looked that way in the stadium as well. So I think he'll be fine for Saturday, subject to just getting over the he'll be achy this morning massively. Um he's Madders, right? Look, one assist and he's ended up with a seven-pointer last night, right? He falls into that category of like your De Bruyne, Gerardie Guards, Madison falls into that in the sense of I don't need a lot to be hitting the bonus and that and that makes him attractive. That Again, the blank 26, I think, is a challenging fixture at the weekend. Like, if, you know, if you were saying to me, right, buy Madison or Gordon at this moment, I'd probably have to buy Gordon. Because Gordon's next three is better, as an example, I think. Um, and then, obviously, Tottenham blank in 26. The flip of that is, you know Tottenham play in 29, but I, I just think that's come back and attack Tottenham in 27, probably, at the moment. Uh, Mehul says, do you think Haaland starts against Brentford? Looked like it was really rusty the way he played. Look, I didn't see the game, so I can't particularly comment on it, Um, but it's another five days and perhaps the the run-out helped. Haaland can look like that. I've seen Haaland score hat-tricks and look rusty, so I wouldn't read too much into that. I've kind of covered previously, so I am going to move on. JP says, I have both Alvarez and Haaland. Do I hold Alvarez, do you think, and roll the transfer by Tony? So I've got both. That's a role for me. There's a roll. Probably play the two um, and see what it'll be. I think on the other side is more important. Again, a little bit like Heather's one on Bernardo, right? Imagine you sell Alvarez and suddenly, I don't know, De Bruyne got injured again. Oh my God, Alvarez and Haaland for the double. Yes, please. So yeah, a roll for me, mate. Uh, Mr. Dyer says, up to this point, should I stick with him out? And if I should transfer him out, who's the best option to replace him? That's... I, d- I don't, I, I presume that's uh, in relation to Haaland. You, you haven't said who the player is, mate. Sorry. It says, I now have Salah. Oh, right. Okay. It's in relation to Salah. Still got. <laughs> How does your team look for this week? <coughs> Excuse me. I think having now gone through this week, if your team looks all right and you can carry it, maybe do so. Uh, Dario and Cuckoo says, Lethal. If he can stay healthy, where would you rank him amongst all the strikers? Of serious interest. Yeah, people will know, listen to me regularly, I've been very consistent saying he will score goals. Irrespective of where he plays as well. He is lethal. Yeah, took the goal really well last night. Yep, needs monitoring massively. But again, look, no guarantee he starts on Sunday. They might ease him back in. Then it's Palace away, City away, blank. Brentford away, Newcastle at home, possible blank or Arsenal away tell you what though wild card 30 yeah might be looking at that uh joseph robinson says james there's an older man myself uh 64 for the benefit of those on the audio says does your dad speak to you and how he navigated himself through the days of no segregation at away away games in the 70s it could be scary but adventurous days yeah yeah absolutely my dad's, and this wasn't that uncommon back then, my dad's best friend is, is an Arsenal fan. Is still his friends with him. Um, he's a lovely bloke, John. And they used to go to each other, uh, with each other, right? So they used to go to Arsenal one weekend and Tottenham the next weekend. It was normal then. Like, you didn't have other games on the TV. So if you wanted to watch the game, you know, you, you didn't even necessarily have radio coverage or anything back then. You, you just went to the other team's game, right? Um. Certainly in terms of lack of segregation and stuff. Yeah, but I think people used to congregate. You'd kind of know where the Tottenham would be if they were playing at West Ham, for example, or whatever. So, yeah, uh, he's got a few stories to tell. I don't think he got in too many scrapes. I don't think he got in any scrapes, but a few it might have been a bit of running done on occasion. JP says, how do you think uh, West Ham Bournemouth plays out? Not sure if I did... I should bring in Bowen for Capsie on Sky. It's it's probably the best choice tonight. I've to draw. I will add to that. Clayton said on our Patreon podcast on Tuesday he thinks Bournemouth will win comfortably tonight. Um, Sudge was a bit indifferent. I mean he's just indifferent to West Ham full stop at the moment. So, but I still think Bowen would be the, the right buy under that circumstance. MRCX says who to downgrade between Bowen and Foden if want to make room for KDB Salah. Don't make the decision this week. Is the honest answer. I don't think Um, it's very unlikely you're going to, want to make move for uh, room for Salah this week. And even if suddenly Klopp went, oh, he's available, which he already said. S- Salah said he, uh, Klopp said Salah wouldn't play at Arsenal. We already said that. Even if he changed his mind and went, it's available. You still Arsenal away. Like I go steaming into that. Um So the honest answer is bottle job answer. See how you feel next week. The information of Villa-Chelsea might be important. Like, you know, if Villa go out and you know that West Ham's definitely playing in 29, sure, it's longer-term thinking, but it might impact your strategy, right? So the best advice I can give you is don't make that decision now. Patrick Lawson says, assuming Liverpool do have a double game at 25, we've got to stop assuming, I think. Uh, Getting Salah would require major surgery, so probably going without. Would you rather get Darwin along with Jota and Trent or go with Tony instead? I think the answer to that will probably lie in how many other players for 26, right? You've got Richarlison, Porro, Palmer, Gusto, Doughty. Like adding too much is going to be problematic, isn't it? So there's a little bit of that. My intention would probably be one more Liverpool and just go Trent plus Jota or Nunes. That would be the current plan for me at the moment. Uh, Rhett says any updates on when Salah returns and is he less essential compared to Haaland with doubts about doubling 25? No one's essential. Um, no, I've already covered, so I'm going to move on. I certainly don't have ITK. Uh, Andrew Gronin says, James, I need a goal fest between Bournemouth and West Ham. To save my game week. My question, how much should I bet on the Drab 0-0 today? Uh, you shouldn't mate, because two thirds of the community start in Areola tonight. So you know that Bournemouth are scoring. Um, Rhett says, and do you enjoy the chaos merchant Darwin doing as a neutral? Absolutely. I love him. I love him. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's, g- he's going to have a game at some point where <laughs> this is what we've always said. And we're still waiting. He's just going to go mental and get four or five one day. It's going to happen at some point. It could have happened last night uh cora says hi what are your thoughts on bringing in madison this week i've no spurs attackers team would be fine for 26 uh, not keen i'm gonna skip it cora thank you for the question because i did cover madison a, a few minutes ago and i think my answer there will probably have helped you uh cole valencia is a 2.5 million sold Holland one price drop a couple of hundred bought him he gets a price rise how did that happen i've covered I don't factually know. Jack Wilson says, best captain pick next game, but if you're not sure Holland will start Palmer, question Watkins. It's open, isn't it? It's good. This is better. It's better for the game for us to have these choices. Um, at the moment, it's bust on Holland. I'll be, I'll be honest. There's a reluctance to go Watkins again because of the last time played Sheffield United, but I think away game might be better. Um, how do they react to Newcastle pressure on right? Really uh, now, all of a sudden for Villa, Palmer certainly comes into consideration. I think there's a number, you know, Richardson back to Everton. There's a story there, isn't there? Um, yeah, is it terrible to go with a Saka or Jota? It's probably not ideal. Gordon will tempt, I think, for those who've got. Although Luton are obviously in great form now. So, yeah, wide open. Number of options. I've, to be honest, I have no clue. No no clue at all at this moment. If I lost Boeing tonight, I would maybe consider buying Gordon, for example. And it might be that I just go, yeah, I'll, I'll punt him my own and maybe. FPL Chat says, Good morning, James. With no Liverpool double game info and with two Liverpool players on my team, is an earlier wildcard viable? Say 25. Thanks, mate. For me, if there's no double... I can't see your team, right? But I would think there would be even less sense in wildcarding earlier. For me, personally, would would be my take. Less reason to go and set yourselves up for 25. You know, th- those who were thinking of wildcarding 24 and potentially bench boost in 25, I mean, we're the, we're, that's off, isn't it? Surely. It's not to say you can't wildcard then, but no, I just think it makes it less attractive. And it's got to be easier if if Liverpool don't have the double, it's got to be easier to move the move the players out who've got the blank in 26 because you don't have quite such a laser focus to buying Liverpool players. So well, I'm not going to get that third Liverpool player. Okay. I'm going to sell this Tottenham player instead in 26 and even roll through 25, maybe. And part of my strategy, even with Liverpool playing Luton in 25, if it still happens, would have been to try and roll through 25 to deal with the problem better afterwards. So, yeah. Uh, Get Carter says, hi, James. Do you think Gordon is on pens? Uh, is that Wilson, Joel Linton, pass pen takers out? Uh, could be, could be, could be. Could be Gimmarish, could be trips even. Uh, I, I can't give an answer to that. We've got nothing to go on to to suggest yes or no to that, I don't think. Uh good morning, FPL Glasgow. Good. Thank you. I hope you are too. Ryan says, is it getting to the stage with a Liverpool double game? It's un- unlikely. Yep. Listen back to the first 10 minutes of the pod, basically, or stream. Uh Reedy says, Pep also said he wasn't going to let what was going on in Carl Walker's personal life affect his lineup decision. He did say that, and it doesn't mean that it did affect his lineup decision. Maybe you just want to give him a break. they playing at home to the team that's 19th in the league. There's always a chance he was going to rotate. Uh Eddie says Spurs have now apparently uh, giving the green light for Velez loan. Yeah, I've seen that. Surely means someone coming in unless scarlet putting up trees in training. If they do get Solanke, how do you rate him as a potential signing? No, I don't think anyone will come in. No. I think it's more like, we got thinkers as well. Sun, Johnson, Verna can all play through the middle if Richarlison gets injured, right? So, and I think, you know, if Richarlison got injured, like would Scarlett, say Richarlison got injured today, would Scarlett play up front on Saturday? No, he'd move Werner or Johnson there and bring something else into the team or or, or bring Johnson back into the team. either play him there or play Johnson wide and Werner up front. That's what he'd do. So I think he's probably looking at that. Uh, Damio says Heskey. I presume that's in, to, in relation to greatest ever British players. Uh, Rhinos. Please DM me. I I keep forgetting, mate. Um, I'll tell you why when you do so. Morning, James. Any thoughts on the Walker leak? Uh, Glad he didn't come on so no one lost out. Wish leaks weren't a thing. Man, the drama. I mean, firstly, okay, I'm going to be blunt about this. It's Carl Walker, guys. Get a grip. Like, It's not that important. Let me sell it to you like this. I didn't have that info and I don't own Carl Walker. Now, if I'd have got that information and I'm sitting there on the deadline stream, as I saw a few people say, sort of like five minutes, four, three minutes, whatever before deadline. And I've got to make a decision in my team. Now, if I'm sitting on the deadline stream, as I changed my Haaland captaincy and I I wasn't tricking anyone, I generally made a decision. Anyone can watch it back. Is like the second bit of news came on Haaland and I was like, okay, I probably can't ignore this. And I really wanted to. Uh, the right, the sensible decision here is he's going to be a massive differential. Don't captain him. That became then the sensible choice, and I told everyone there and then said, look, he's going to be Watkins. Foden. I took a few seconds to think about it. My original bus captaincy until Pep's press had been Foden. I went that way. I told you all well, I regret it. I, sh- I should have gone for Watkins because I should have seen the probability. I think of the higher probability with of Foden probably holding the touchline, but I also didn't have the Carl Walker information. And if I'd had that, maybe I would have gone Watkins. In any case, no problem. No complaints, right? I'm, I'm sitting on a deadline stream. If I had that information come through, then I would, I would, I would share it personally. So guess what? No one's going to share shit with me because they won't trust me. However, people to think that like people who aren't on deadline streams, for example, I've got five minutes before deadline. They've got a bit of information and what they should tweet about it to let people know what percentage of people's followers are actually going to see the information at that point and do something about it. Or are you going to be thinking, well, I've got a decision to make here. Do do I start him or do I don't start him? Is it okay to be selfish and think, well, I've got this information late. I need to potentially make a decision about whether I want to start him or not. Like, I don't understand the reaction of hate that some people have been getting because they didn't share the info. What what, what were people meant to do? Start up a stream, two, three minutes before deadline. And say, oh, by the way, guys, I've heard Carl Walker's probably not going to play tomorrow. Like, seriously, I don't get people's anger about it. what are people meant to do. Plus as well. Let me also say this, particularly in relation to Twitter, right? And I've been, I've been through this. I'll be very honest. If I had information that got said to me, don't share it, I'm not sure I'd put it on Twitter. I'd probably say, you know, 800 of you on a stream. Yeah, cool, whatever, maybe. On Twitter, nah, because the, main, the amount of vilification and hate that goes around on that shitty app, if you're wrong, gets quite abusive and horrible. Who needs that in their life? Who needs that in that? So you've got a couple of minutes to decide what to do with your team and also decide what are the ramifications. If you tweet that out and that information is wrong and people act on it, nah, do you know what? You're better off keeping shit to yourself and carrying on. It's annoyed me how how upset people have got about it. I don't know what people were meant to do differently that close before a deadline. Uh Siva FPL Badgers banger says, Udogi now good as an option uh now as good an option as Poro. I mean, Pedro was still on a lot of the corners last night. I think maybe even all of them, actually. Um, so still a lot of the set pieces. We maybe might not have expected that. Udogi had a bizarre game. Um, I, like, forget the the back pass for the goal. Like, shit happens. It's a huge mistake. But actually, I think it, his first half was probably his poorest half for Tottenham last night. He really didn't play well at all. Um. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, it's, not, it's basically like a million difference now. So that's going to be a factor. Would I still prefer Pedro? Yeah, sure. I'll be honest. If I run through the 29, if all the Tottenham's players are fit, to be honest, it will probably be Porro, Richardson, son for me, rather than the double defensive. Uh, Milan says, uh, Low, Ryan Giggs, love that. Uh, Ryan Giggs, Ryan Giggs, what, best ever British player? I mean, he didn't turn up enough for Wales, right? Uh, I suppose in terms of trophies, yeah, sure, consideration. FPL Harry says, morning, sir. I hope uh, 25 isn't announced. Maximum chaos and it's funny the Premier League can't do basic things. (laughs) I hope you're well, my friend. Uh, John Kedwood says, 62 years old today, 62 points today. Good luck. John Andrew Gronin says, who do I bench from Trent Porro and Stupid Nan? It's a case to say, Trent, you wouldn't fancy the clean sheet, would you? I don't think. It's a case to say, not that fancy Tottenham, particularly at Everton, but what, Everton gone last three in the league without scoring. I don't feel, I want, do, wouldn't want to bench a stupid out on the Palace, I don't think, despite what happened the other day. So, yeah, it's a case to say, Trent, and it, it, do you know what, it, with those sort of players, it becomes more fearful, right? A little bit like I, I benched Palmer this week. You know. Oh, I, cool. I should have picked him over <laughs> Um, But yeah, if you're going to take these sort of players on, do it in fixtures like that, right? So, Possibly Trent. Uh, James Wright says, I'd be interested. I'm just trying to think, who's your other defender you don't want to bench? Just trying to think about that. Yeah, just having... I, I'm trying to think, like, if you had a free hit this week, would you go like Poro, Trent, you stupid what would What would... Because that's got to be nearly the best free. So, it could even be the answer is maybe someone else, Andrew. Uh, Eddie says, Kulu was disappointed again last night, in my opinion. After his brightish sub appearance, think Brennan should come in for him at the weekend. What do you think? Well, I spent most of, I say most, a fair chunk of yesterday's patron pod, yesterday saying, please get Kuluzewski back on the right. You are right, though. He didn't play well last night. He played the key pass for the second goal, basically. I, well, I say the key pass. Werner played the key pass, but he still needs to play that into Werner early to make it happen. I don't know. I felt a bit like, I would say he was sulking first half, but most of us know that he'd rather play central. And I don't know if there was a little bit of an element to that last night. Everything became so narrow and he really needed to hold the touchline more for me, particularly in that first period. And then ironically, he went central in the second half and he kept drifting to the right. It was really interesting. And that aspect of his game I really liked, by the way, because he was starting then in central areas and Tottenham was too static in the first half and easy to pick up. So you. then you'd have like a central player drifting out to the right. Maybe that was under instruction. Um, and that was pulling them apart a little bit. So I mean, some of his off-the-ball work in the second half was pretty good, Paid an important pass for Werner. But yeah, I can't disagree. I don't think he played well last night. Personally, he was still rather Kulicevsky cool in that game. That'll be a physical battle going up against Miklenko, uh on Saturday with was rather Kulicevsky cool side. James Wright says, Captain Nunes did not work out. Any favourite historic differential caps he picks from years gone by? Uh, I remember Denver Bas scoring Monday night at hatchet was particularly sweet. Look, James, I've got to be really honest here. I barely remember our captain four weeks ago, mate. Differential captaincies that worked out. I don't know. There might have been one or two Sunnies or, or Harry Kane's over the years or something. Uh, but I, to be honest with you, once the season's got, I'm not one of these who kind of maintains my, my data or screenshots of my team or anything like that. Don't, I'd have to listen back to pods. I do too much content, mate, to think about backwards rather than I prefer to look forwards. I'd, sorry, I can't give you a good answer to that. I'm sure there are a few. Um, Eddie says, have you heard anything about Joe Pedro's injury? You think he's a sell now? I mentioned this a bit earlier. um Zerbi said after the game, it was hopeful it wasn't serious. Similar for James Milner. We don't have the information as yet. I imagine Di will probably tell us tomorrow that he's probably ruled out, but we don't know at this stage. Uh, right, I'm gonna do uh, three more. Uh, just a dad posting stuff. Says got two cities: Solanke to Holland and hold Alvarez. Not mad keen on KDB or phone until I know what is happening with Salah. So yeah, a little bit like mentions. I think you don't want to sell Solanke this week now, don't do you? I mean, look, see what happens tonight. Obviously, but I'm Forest. Yeah, I don't think you want to sell that this week. So. So what I said right when I was asked you to start the stream, the answers often going to be defined by like what you're selling. Like I wouldn't want to sell Solanke playing Forest. I wouldn't want to sell Watkins playing Sheffield United. Would I sell Jao Pedro if he's ruled out? Yeah, sure. Could you make a case if you had a Hoyland? I don't know if you've been looking at, it, but you know, West Ham Villa next to. You. Yeah. Maybe. You could. If you had like Cunha, Chelsea and Tottenham, two of the next two, two of the next three games, and they're both away from home, you move that on. So it will come down a lot to who you're selling. I think whether you, whether it's go or wait. Um, what I would say is just to add a little bit like what my thought process was on Tuesday night. I did not want to sell Alvarez, possibly out of fear, quite a lot, but very much exactly what happened. I did not want to be on the side of selling hauland to Alvarez and then Alvarez banging. I would rather one of them be benched. That that was the thought process behind that. Uh, Joe Pickle says, sell Solanke for Holland this week or wait until next week. <laughs> yeah, as repeated. Uh, right, last one goes to... Um, actually, I'm going to cover one more from James. He just mentioned something about Charlie Taylor. Simon Kurtz says, do you think Premier League are gambling on Liverpool going out and of cups Cops in order to schedule Liverpool versus... Uh, sorry, Liverpool versus Luton as late as possible due to great rele- relegation Winning the title excitement further down the line. But they could they can still potentially do that. They can't re- They just can't. Gotta think you can say, oh, they hope for excitement later on. Yeah, but they gotta think about the integrity of the competition. What if City and Liverpool are going right head to head for the title and Liverpool got to play Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday? Right? Integrity has to be more important than all the excitement at the end, honestly. So like, could that be a factor? I'm sure from a, that. The TV companies don't own the games. It's nothing to do with them. It's nothing to do with them. Um, They've so got to get it done to cover. Uh, I just covered this one from James because he said uh, on the Charlie Taylor, uh, the person said he had disc and nerve problem uh, in his neck. Okay, cool. Thank you for that, mate. I couldn't recall. I think he said slip disc in his neck or something. Yeah, it was something like that. I can't remember. It was a few weeks ago now. All right, I'm going to leave it there, guys, as I've been going on for an hour. Thanks very much. Hopefully that's covered most of your questions. If anybody does have anything, like drop me a tag on Twitter. Not in my DMs, please. Drop me a tag on Twitter. I will happily answer your question. If it's a really good question, I'll quote tweet it so everyone can see the answer as well. Um, obviously, this is today rather than tomorrow because me and Sajid will do the Game Review podcast tomorrow. On that note, um, the pod won't be out for lunchtime. It is going to be later in the day, so your YouTube video is probably not going to be till sort of probably four o'clock-ish at an estimate tomorrow. Audio will be obviously a, a little bit earlier than that, but it won't it won't be out for lunch tomorrow because we're not even going to be able to record it till lunchtime tomorrow. Right, that's it, guys. Thank you very much. If you want to support the show, it's www.patreon.com/forward/slash/planetfpl patrons we've got a an important update for you is going to be out in a couple of hours as well uh such is titling it phase three of planet fpl and we'll share that information with the general public in future weeks going forward as well but it just sees me to say thanks very much everyone if you're on the stream live smash a like hit the sub button five star reviews on the audio have a great weekend everyone cue music please man <laughs> Fantasy Football Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.